You're listening to Radio Influence. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Oh my god, this podcast is going to suck. This podcast is going to be the worst one yet. No. Oh, jeez. I mean, literally, we just started recording and Festa said, Oh, by the way, Jub Jub is out. She's not doing the podcast. And Dave Shealy, the skunk ape man from the Everglades, is not available either. So two big interviews for this week's podcast are out, are done, are over. Well... Dave Shealy is on a hunt right now in the Everglades, <laughs> and he's unavailable. <laughs> so, a skunk ape hunt, a, a something hunt. I didn't ask exactly uh, what he's hunting. Oh my! But it's probably so the, skunk ape. The two things you were responsible for <laughs> fell right through the cracks. Oh, I was just scheduled. I was just. I was just in charge of lining them up. But listen, these are situations beyond my control. What happened to Jub Jub? She's at a place in her life where she doesn't wish to revisit her years on the MJ Morning Show, and I can respect that. <laughs> Well, we brought up Jub Jub because I found the old audio clip on the MJ Morning Show hard drive. And guys, this thing is a treasure trove. Again, I know I say this on a lot of the podcasts, but it is probably going to take me another two years to go through the entire MJ Morning Show hard drive of tens and tens of thousands of audio bytes of old bits. I mean, complete old segments. We could take this hard drive and put the MJ Morning Show on the air somewhere with segment after segment and probably provide three years of Monday through Friday morning shows with the amount of content that's on this hard drive. It's unfreaking believable. And, you know, it's like crack because once I start listening to it, I don't want to shut it off. There are some nights I find myself, it's 4 a.m. I look at my watch. It's, oh, my God, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm still going through this hard drive because it's like crack that you don't know what great soundbite, what sound effect or something that we've lost. You don't know what's around the corner. I'm telling you, this thing's like a drug going through this hard drive. It's absolutely incredible. So with Jub Jub, I found an old morning show segment, like a 15-minute segment that we did live on the air. And then, of course, we saved all of the good segments for the 5 a.m. rebroadcast, because we ran a best of MJ every morning before the show from 5 to 6 a.m. Then the show came live at 6, and then every single great segment we saved for best of. Because I took, like, what, six weeks of vacation a year, two over Christmas, two in the summer. I generally took a spring break with the kids. We had just tons of best of material to fill the best of shows, and it's, I'm telling you, it's like a freaking drug. I'm going to need to see somebody because once I get started listening to the hard drive, to catalog, because what it is, the old system, they handed me the hard drive when we stopped the MJ Morning Show, and it's only got numbers. So every cut, it's like 0, 1, 5, 2, 3, 2, 3, 4, 8. And then, but I've got tens of thousands of these numbers. And I have to go through because the metadata did not come through and I don't have the system to read it. So I have to go through and then listen and then rename everything on the hard drive. And, of course, I have the original hard drive that's untouched. I copied the old hard drive to a new hard drive, so I I had the original completely uncorrupted. So I find the Jub-Jub bit where Jub-Jub, our intern, somebody tipped us off that she was arrested at Dillard's for shoplifting a sweater. So we wanted to have her back on the podcast here in 2020 and talk about it and hey what are you doing these days did you guys say that she's doing some kind of an internet video blog or what what is she doing something along those lines she has i think a a youtube channel that she does fashion food and other stuff in we're going to get her on and and talk about the the sweater shoplifting at dillard's she kind of flipped out. She, first of all, she doesn't want to be called Jub Jub. Well, hold on. Listen, of course uh, for, not. For, I know, I, Jub Jub. All right, hang In on. In complete man. hindsight, it's an insulting name. I have no idea how the name came up, and I don't even want to know how the name came up. But let me tell you, Jub Jub, if you're listening, Jub Jub, I don't fully call her Jub Jub. Right, well, her name's Elena. All right, I'm sorry. Well, we, right. we don't want to. We don't want to use her real name either because oh. we want to just keep. She wants to be eliminated with us. 
it, as, as nicely as it can happen, she's like, guys, I don't want to be a part of what you guys got going on. She was one of the Best- greatest interns ever. Oh, she was great. And listen, Jub, Jub, I'm sorry, Elena, if you're listening, I fully respect your decision. If we had you on, I was going to treat you with the utmost respect. I was just going to talk about the Dillard sweater shoplifting incident. And remember, it was it was her day off from an internship. It, she wasn't even there, and we got the information. We called and woke her up, and I, I asked her, is there anything you'd like to tell us? And she's like, no. Did anything recently happen? No. And then we just bashed her over the head. <laughs> we smashed her over the head like that with the information that we know that she was busted shoplifting. But if we had her back on the podcast, I wasn't going to embarrass her. That was when she was 20 years old. It was a long time ago. It was over a decade ago. She clearly learned a lot. And I was going to talk about it as a learning experience. But, Fessy, you said that she has a real job now and they don't. Uh, she doesn't want them to know what's what Look, happened. She's just, it's, it's not that she's trying to hide anything. She's just past all this stuff. I understand. It's things I probably don't want to visit from my past. It's in the past for a reason. Forget it. So she's uh she wishes us nothing but the best, and we had a very nice conversation. But she uh would like to not join us on this podcast. Oh, wow. All right. So the two things we wanted to talk about: the shoplifted sweater, and then I guess sure. the name Jub Jub. She doesn't want to do either. So again, what's the reason of having her on the podcast? This is the intern whose name that we can't tell you what you would identify her as. I, I can't. What is that? Listen, it's okay. It's, right. it's okay. It's no no hard feelings. No hard feelings. She's right. a sport. Listen. Jub Jub is doing good these days. I follow her. And it's not like she's like Sam, the intern, who has a million followers on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, and, and that son of a bitch Sam has got no time for us. Is that it? Right. I mean, our interns are blowing us off. <laughs> Sam's turning out to be a little bit of a dick. Right. I don't, I don't, listen, hold, hold, and I'm not one to go off on Sam. Come on. I, I, I like Sam, the intern. And so Sam is... Giving us a hard time. He's not like not available anytime we're recording the podcast. Have you explained what he's doing and and uh, he's a we big haven't. YouTuber? We haven't. Well, explain it then. Okay. You can't just Sam, say Sam. Sam was a former morning show intern who has the persona named Sam Crack, S A M C R A C, and that's the first half of his last name. And he is really big on YouTube. He has like a million and a half followers. I might be I might be low, and he does like automotive reviews and fixing and tips and all kinds of really cool car videos and all these nerd ass really gearheads cool. watch his stuff and uh we wanted to have him on the podcast and i tried to schedule him and a whole text exchange fester dude monday night seven o'clock i can't do it man super busy <laughs> no i was like yeah we'll just get you on the phone maybe 10 minutes real easy we're real proud of you yeah can you do another time? Can you rec- can you record the podcast like at noon on a Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, look, I got to be honest. Oh, Julian, my son is in here, so Julian's in here. Just looked him up, and oh, he's got a picture of him wearing an MJ Morning Show T-shirt on his on his site. Julian, wait, hold look. on. Julian's look. Where is that, Julian? Okay, so on his YouTube, he has his profile picture is him wearing an MJ Morning Show shirt. Fester, you that- didn't tell me this <laughs> on. On his YouTube channel, he's wearing an MJ Morning Show T-shirt. That Son was of a- from when, when I, I think it was the Tampa Bay Rays, the baseball team, they were having a you know, another Tampa Bay Rays crappy season, and they were giving away all the tickets to the last game. And we were going to send listeners to the last game, but we made our interns wait in line to hoard as many tickets as we could. And I think we had a bunch of interns sleep out at the stadium. I think that's what that picture is from. Just thought of a very funny story. Hold on a minute. I don't know if we've ever revealed this on the air or anything. Hold on. We'll get to that in a second. But back to Sam. And I want to be honest. I wanted to congratulate Sam. He's got a million plus subscribers on his YouTube channel. I also wanted Sam to mention the MJ Morning Show podcast (laughs) on his YouTube channel and just recommend to his viewers, hey, I was once an intern on the MJ Morning Show, and I probably learned a thing or two that helped me be successful with the Sam Crack uh, car video thing. And, you know, maybe we'd get, you know, a couple of more thousand listeners each week to the podcast. So I was kind of looking for, hey, we uh, we helped you out. We helped you get started in the biz here. And, hey, could you mention the MJ Morning Show podcast? You know, we're just a bunch of schleps sitting in front of a microphone these days. That's it. Uh, you know what? Maybe we should circle back around to Sam and see if he can come on and, 
He'll probably hear about this, and I, you know I'm kind of ragging on him, but I'm, but not really. I, I, I'm, I'm ragging on him. I'm, you call him. I'm very, well, he's a big YouTube star. I'm, now, I'm so. very hey. Who's the YouTube star Julian that's in all kinds of trouble? Had his house door bashed in by the FBI last week. Oh, the Pauls. Oh, Logan Paul. Yeah, Logan Paul. Um. All right. So what happened there? I mean, so they raided his house and then uh, they, they took away illegal guns and everything. Um. But all the stems from, wasn't he accused of, like, looting or rioting at, like, a mall in Phoenix or something? Yeah, so he was accused of, of looting, and they filmed, like, a vlog or, and also put it on, like, their Instagram stories. And so they have, like, video footage of them walking through the mall and everything. Uh, and that's really it. And then that's how they got the, the search warrant, and then they busted in there <laughs> at, like, 6 a.m. or whatever and just searched the whole place. All right, so he's in a, a schnitload of trouble. So, all right, moving along here, Fester. Speaking of the Rays... And, guys, we're, like, totally winging this. I've got a whole list of things to do on the podcast, but we're just kind of winging this. Fester, do you remember where – my God, I don't think we ever discussed this. And I, I haven't thought about this in years, and it just – it just popped up in my memory. Do you remember in the early days of the Rays, and I don't think they were doing very well, and I think the station had paid a ton of money for the broadcast rights. Do you remember that – you had to go and sell our free tickets on the streets of St. Petersburg. Yeah, was, <laughs> oh I was. I just started at the radio station, and we were the broadcast partner for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays at the time. It was what? But it was J Corp back then, right? Right. The J Corp broadcasting, and part of the agreement was I don't know if we had to buy and actually shell out cash for like a hundred season tickets. So we had a ton of tickets to the Rays. And the Rays uh, managing partner of Rays sales, Tampa Bay Devil Rays sales, comes up to me and goes, hey, how'd you like to make a little extra money? And I'm thinking, I'm all for it. Well, hold on. What do you mean the managing partner of Tampa? What does that mean? No, 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 no. You mean the sales manager at the radio yeah. station. Not managing. A managing partner would be like <laughs> Vince Namoli in the early days. Vince Namoli did not call me. It was yeah. the sales manager of the radio station's raised sales team. Dude, why don't you take your stupid sunglasses off? Maybe you can get the story straight. All right. Fester is like confusing the terminology. It wasn't any managing partner. It was the sales rep or it was the, the sales manager for JCOR for the radio station. Because uh, back then, back then, 970 WFLA was the flagship station of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. That's when they were the Devil Rays. So our local in-house sales managers, one of the sales it was weasels. Jim Marshall. That's right. who it was. It was okay. And and what did he say? Jim Marshall calls me in his office. He goes, Hey, I got an opportunity for you to make a few bucks. I'm like, sure, what do you got? And before every home game, he'd give me a stack of uh of tickets. And he goes, just try to sell these tickets. So these are the seats. These are the tickets that the Rays gave to our radio station as as the flagship broadcast partner. And we don't know whether the station had to buy these tickets as part of the deal. But anyway, the sales manager would give you a ton of tickets and have you go on the street and scalp them. And then you had to bring the money back to the radio station. I mean, you got to keep. What, what percentage did they let you keep? Well, I think it was like a 20% chop. So I made, I made really good money. I mean, if the Yankees were in town or the, the Red Sox or I mean, there was one time it was an interdivisional game and the Atlanta Braves came and we made like 4,000 bucks. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> what year was this? This was like, this is well outside the statute of limitations. And this was like, Vince- like 97, 98, whatever the Rays first season would have yeah, been. This was like really, this is a long, long time ago. So I hope no one's pissed that we're telling the story. But this is a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But can you, can you this is why Fester is such a good salesman these days. Oh, my God. All of his early youth training. Scalping tickets. I don't think they ever, I don't think the Rays organization ever knew that occurred back in the in the late 90s. All right, speaking of interns, before we move on, this is a, a good place to put this. I got an e- Remember last week I said, hey, uh, if you were an intern on the MJ Morning Show, did anyone ever tell you not to look MJ in the eye? That was the title of last week's episode. And Fester and Froggy and the team, they used to joke around and tell new interns, never look MJ in the eyes. 
And that's ridiculous. In fact, interns reached out to me and said that I was the nicest of the bunch, that you guys treated them badly, and I was nice. I heard from about a half a dozen interns, so it's great to know that a bunch of them are listening to the podcast. One of the interns, and you heard from Unitard, right? Yeah, Unitard messaged me right away. Like The the morning show podcast dropped last Tuesday morning. Tuesday by noon, Unitard sends me a text message. (laughs) My second day, you and Hurricane both cornered me and said, don't look MJ in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I was never a part of this. That was more of a fester thing. I never really told the interns not to look you in the eyes. All right, here's an email from another intern. This is a male intern. We had mostly female interns, and that wasn't deliberate. It just it was the way that it happened. Anyway, so Chris, the intern, we called him either Nick Cage because he kind of looked a little yeah. bit like Nicolas Cage. But didn't we also call him Halitosis Chris? No, Halitochris. <laughs> Halitochris. Lester, what was his name? Didn't we give him a breath test? Like, did, I remember oh a guy coming in with a breath, bad breath meter. <laughs> I don't and giving it to him, and it went off the charts. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he, he sent me an email. He was great. I think he was a good guy. He's been in touch. Yeah, but he was. He sent me a note about you guys telling interns, don't look MJ in the eye. He sent me a note that said, hello, MJ. I hope this note finds you and your family well during this unprecedented time. I'm writing to you today from the West Coast in sunny Burbank, California. Just a few short minutes from the Trader Joe's Karen meltdown. I've been out here working in the television business since my exit from the show circa 2003. I've been meaning to reach out for a while and uh, say hello. My brother, who still lives in the Tampa area, mentioned the podcast to me earlier this year. Lo and behold, a week later, I see the MJ Morning Show logo pop up on the infotainment system in my Tesla. It's been many years since we last spoke. You may recall that on my last day, Hoover had me chew you out on air about the difficulties of being a male intern Lack of breasts on the show. I've I've stayed in touch with Hurricane over the years, but that's it. This past podcast, you requested former interns to reach out about your alleged Ellen-like behaviors. I don't recall Fester ever telling me not to look you in the eyes. However, he did warn me to duck if you ever got angry with him because there was a good chance a stapler would be thrown across the audio board at him. As I normally sat next to Fester, I was constantly on the lookout for incoming bright red swing line staplers. To be honest, I have spent a lot of time on sets with many celebrities from reality stars to A-list talent, and I've never been told not to look them in the eyes. Most everyone I've worked with were great. Only a small handful were truly difficult. This most previous podcast also reminded me of a few bits I was involved in producing, including testing MJ's gaydar when you brought up boyfriends and the halitosis physician studio visit, which coined another on-air name for me. That's right. All right. Uh, Fester, that's what you were referring to. On the subject of bits, I would like your advice. It could be a good future topic for the podcast. You have a daughter turning 19 and heading off to college. I have two daughters and a son. My oldest daughter, who is 12, just started wearing bikinis and freaking me out. It made me realize that she's growing up. I can't handle it. In nine short months, she'll be a teenager. I'm very protective of my girls. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Are you a therapist now? Anyway, I I actually sent them some advice on, on how to deal with you know, girls growing up. Did you tell them back about this? Yes, oh I, I did. I, I emailed them back. I did. Absolutely did. Well, aren't you a good guy? I thought so. I would have put that Chris, in trash. as long as your sweet daughter didn't inherit your breath, I'm sure she'll be fine. <laughs> All right, stop. Anyway, he, he writes, in closing, I have lots of amazing memories from being part of the show and always tell stories about my time with you. It was so much fun, and I hope one day to have the opportunity to get back into morning radio or find a way to combine with what I currently do. Please send my well wishes to Fester and Froggy, and please stay in touch. If you ever need some insight into or have any questions about what's really going on behind the scenes in the world of television, let me know the very best. So that was a nice email from uh, Chris the Intern. It sounds like I was looking out for him, telling him to duck with the staplers. 
Because, you know, listen, you'd wing them. You'd send me to Office Depot one day and tell me buy the heaviest stapler, and I would, like a dumbass, just to have it thrown at me the next day. Hey, Froggy, it looks like you're really enjoying watching me make ice cream on my Instagram account. Yeah, here's the thing. When you put up a picture and it says making ice mint ice cream yeah. and it looks like parsley and fettuccine, I, I don't understand how that turned into mint ice cream. Dude, I'm making mint chocolate chip or mint chocolate fleck because those that maybe remember I've talked about this in the past uh, on the show. He doesn't I, like flex. He likes specs. No, no, no. I like flex and specs. I don't like chunks. I chunks. Hate, no chunks. Uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream is one of my favorite ice creams, and I just don't like the heavy, thick, damn chocolate chips that get all jammed in your teeth and everything. I like just flex or specs or little like um, yeah, I guess flex, and, and that's the best way to describe it. We bought an ice cream machine, and uh, folks, you ought to be following me both on Twitter and Instagram. Froggy's been watching my Instagram feed because I'm doing a lot of kitchen stuff. I've got recipes, and I keep my feeds pretty different. Uh, I do a little bit of overlapping, but not much. There's a lot of exclusive stuff on my Instagram account. So give me a follow on Instagram at Certified Todd Schnitt. That's at Certified Todd Schnitt on Instagram. And then my Twitter feed is just at Todd Schnitt, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. Froggy, what you saw, I was steeping the fresh mint leaves in the cream and milk mixture, dude. Those were fresh. Instead of using and, and get taking the cheap way out and just buying like a peppermint extract, I bought real spearmint. I bought like seven ounces or nine ounces of spearmint. And I cut the leaves off, and I'm steeping it in the cream and milk mixture, and it infuses the real mint flavor. So that's why the and then you take the leaves out. You you don't use the leaves in the ice cream. You're just oh you're, okay, the, I get it. The, the, so you don't leave those those in no, those humongous no, trees no, that I you have. I don't leave them in. No, you're you're steeping. You're you're infusing. So. The mint flavor is leaching into the liquid. Then you strain it in a sieve, and then you, you get rid of the leaves, dude. I'm not, I'm grinding leaves into my mint chip ice cream. Can I ask you a question? Is yeah. it something, is it like it tastes better because you made it? It's sort of like when I catch my own fish and grill it, it tastes better because I caught it. Well, I'm is it a thing? Because I guarantee there's other mint chocolate chip that tastes better than yours. Oh, sure there is. But uh, listen, I just made my first batch of mint chocolate chip, and I wasn't totally thrilled with it, so... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go. Oh, through. It wasn't good. No, no, it, it was okay. But I know it's I, a work in progress. It is. I know I can get better with the mint chocolate chip. This is my first attempt. I'm going to I'm going to do multiple recipes. I'm going to tweak it until I get it. And for those that want to see, I even have the machine running. We bought a pretty serious semi-professional ice cream machine and we love this thing. I made a vanilla bean scraping the real vanilla seeds out of vanilla beans and that's just that was out the vanilla I'm making is out freaking rageous. Julian is is still here and uh, we made fresh banana ice cream with fresh bananas and Julian is amazing too. I thought it was really really good. I just think that we need to put more bananas in it to give it really right. really nice banana flavor. It right. wasn't even yellow. It wasn't banana ice cream. I'm, I'm not going to add yellow, yellow food coloring and have like a phony banana looking. If you look at if you look up banana ice cream or go to a, an ice cream place and ask for banana, most of the time, like 99% of the time, it's not yellow. It's the color it's pale. of Listen, it's the color of the banana inside. It's not yellow like the banana peel, dude. Oh, Julian, what do you know? Uh, You're like seven. Are you posting pictures on Instagram of like your family eating out of a back of a car? Yeah, so that was a project for Julian. I like those yeah, pictures. It started, uh, folks, again, go to my Instagram because. With the whole pandemic, we're going to some places that we like, and we're taking food out, and then we're, like, parking and tailgating on the back of uh, Michelle's SUV, so we've got a bunch of pictures. But then Julian is taking a photography course, and for his project, he's taking us tailgating, and we're doing pictures with interesting backgrounds in Manhattan. So the one that's up there now is a great shot down 34th Street of us tailgating, and the Empire State Building's in the background there. And then if you look, the digital sign... Just to the right of the vehicle, the digital sign is the Surgeon General. It's a COVID sign. So it kind of is like a snapshot of the times. Okay, so let me tell you what stood out to me about this photo. Oh, Froggy, hold on. Froggy, what did you say? 
didn't think you'd hear that. I just said, look at Michelle looking all pretty. You know what's funny about the picture is how gorgeous MJ's family is. You know, he has a great looking kids, a beautiful wife, and then he comes into the picture and just, whoa. I mean, what the? Well, it's uh, a real, you know. That's... You know what else looks really good? Is this Kia they're eating out of the back of? That's a really nice one. Oh, come on. Is that a Santa Fe? A no, Kia Santa Fe? It's not a Kia Santa Fe. <laughs> Listen, you're not going to get that kind of food when you guys come back to Tampa. We are back in Tampa Bay in just a matter of weeks. And listen, there are great restaurants. I love Burns. And for Italian, I love Massimo's in Palm Harbor. Roca, across from Armature Works, uh, they're fantastic. Miro's Pizza, Skip down in South Tampa. The Old Pachis is now Miro's. And they make a really decent New York pie. But I'm thinking maybe I might open up my own pizza shop and specialize in ne- <laughs> in in Neapolitan, and I, I what's Neapolitan? I, Isn't that chocolate, vanilla, and no, strawberry no, ice cream? No, a, a Napoli pizza. It's you know more of the wet center. It's the wood fired oven. I can go to Napoli and buy yeah. and a, a Quinto Napoli pizza oven. And that's it. I'm going into the pizza business, Fester. Listen, radio boy, do yourself a favor. Don't open a restaurant. Just don't. <laughs> I think stay in your lane think you're probably right. All right, I'll scratch the pizza shop anyway. Hey, did you see on my Twitter feed, I posted this, did you see the lightning strike from Morgan City, Louisiana? This woman who walks out of her house almost got fried. Oh, my God. Folks, if you go to my Twitter feed, just scroll down, because we're recording this on Monday night. This will be available on Tuesday morning. But if you're hearing it later, you're going to have to scroll down. Look for the retweet and comment that I made, and it's from KATC TV3 in Morgan City, Louisiana, and lightning strikes a tree as this woman is walking out of her house, and the tree looks to be to her left by, I don't know, a couple of hundred feet, maybe 150 feet. I have never seen a lightning strike blow a huge tree apart like a bomb. It was almost like there was dynamite planted in the trunk of the tree, and it blew. It wasn't as bad as that whole Beirut mess, which is unfreaking believable. And all the different angles and the slow mo and all the windows blowing out of buildings—that's crazy. So my thoughts to you know the, the folks in Beirut—that's that's criminal that they allowed two thousand seven hundred fifty tons of ammonium nitrate. That Timothy McVeigh used a fraction of that to blow up the Oklahoma City building and yeah. look at the damage that it had done. I want to say that he had he had 13, do the math, he had 13 barrels and 500 pounds per barrel. It's got to be uh, 6,500, 6, right? Open calculator, 13 times 500 6,500. Just did it in my head. I got an ad that popped up. <laughs> you, you, wait a minute, you have an ad that pops up on a calculator? Well, I have How a much? free calculator on my iPhone, oh, and then an ad pops up. All right, what's the number? Get your again? mic off your it, gut. Dude. I just did it. It's thirteen times five hundred pounds. Should be sixty-five hundred. But there was much, much more in Beirut. Look what Timothy McVeigh did with sixty-five hundred pounds of what diesel and ammonia nitrate in the back of that Ryder truck at Oklahoma City versus two thousand seven hundred tons of ammonium nitrate stored in that warehouse for like six years and then it looked like what a fireworks uh, storage place fireworks were kept in a building next door and the fireworks lit up and then set this thing off like a bomb insane anyway back to the story from morgan city louisiana you gotta hear this audio and then you gotta watch the video listen Oh, did you hear that? I mean, that, it's like a, a a bomb going off. The tree explodes, and it's almost like cords of firewood come flying toward her front door from this tall oak tree or whatever the hell this thing is. That's the craziest damn thing I've ever seen. And the sound is not. I mean, listen to this thing. And then she runs into her house. You know the uh, the, the song from uh, Imagine Dragons, the uh, lightning, then the thunder. Here, let me add an effect. Lightning, then the thunder, thunder, thunder. Lightning, then the thunder. Lightning, then the thunder, thunder, thunder. <laughs> yeah. It was all it goes like that. It goes like this. 
lightning and the thunder. Da 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 da. Come on, man, get it right. Hey, hey Frank, let me add reverb. You do it again. Go. I'm gonna add reverb okay, to go. you now. Go ahead. Uh, it goes like this: lightning and the thunder and the thunder and the thunder. Lightning, thunder. Hey, let me turn this damn thing off. Insane. And then there's a cat that runs across. So Is that I- a cat? Because I was going to point out the coolest part of the whole video, yeah. amazingly, is this Usain Bolt-like speed that I thought a small dog had. But you're telling me it's a cat. Yeah, it was a cat. A cat ran across. The cat had the, the cat crap scared out of it. And the cat bolts across the lawn, actually toward the tree that just got exploded. Anyway, go to my Twitter feed. Go to at Todd Schnitt and take a look. And while you're there, give me a follow on Twitter at Todd Schnitt, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. Also, hey, Florida story. What a shocker. Did you see the guy that was in the backseat of a lift and he's drunk and he gets into a fight with the driver over his like plastic shower curtain partition and then starts strangling the driver? Did you see this? I saw the dash cam video of it. What a poor driver. Leave your Lyft drivers alone. Oh, my God. This is insane. Travis Smith charged with battery and child abuse. He's 36 years old, and he was intoxicated with another friend and then like a seven-year-old kid that belonged to his friend. So they're in the back of this lift. And he rips down the plastic partition, chokes the driver while the car was in motion. And it was just bizarre. He asks the driver about the barrier. Hey, tell me about your thing. And how'd you seal it up? Did you do it yourself? And then they get into a discussion over the driver says, I got it on eBay. Then he says, Amazon. And then the guy like freaks out, rips the barrier down and then start strangling the Lyft driver. And then the, the little seven-year-old kid starts crying. It's insane. Here's the audio. You got to hear this. This is just insane also. They're like, you got this off Amazon and put this across here. Yes. I think you're a liar. How'd you? He's calling him a liar. <laughs> it's just, it's a plastic shower curtain. And the... The guy says, oh, so you bought this on Amazon, you put it across. And then he, the guy says, yes, that's what I did. And the, the, the passenger, the drunk dude says, I think you're a liar. What? It's that difficult to, to buy something off of Amazon or eBay or whatever and put it up? The guy clearly is just uh, flipping tanked out of his mind. You get this. What's up, Nick? And then I think he's got a Valentine One radar detector going off in the background. I, I've had one since. I, I've of course, had one, you know the exact model. <laughs> I think it was a V1 Gen One. Uh, I, I just, by the way, I've had a Valentine One radar detector since 1992. I've had all the different variations, all the new models that came out of Generation One, and all the updates. I haven't had one speeding ticket since 1992 with a V1, and I just traded in my V1 Gen One for the new Valentine One. Generation 2. This guy's an imbecile. He was booked into the Flagler County Jail child endangerment because the seven-year-old in the car when he attacked the driver and then also the battery on the driver. This guy's a complete imbecile. I'm sure he's going to be banned from Lyft forever. But uh, that's also a crazy video. If you just do a search for that online, just uh, Lyft driver, Flagler County, drunk guy, just do a search. You can find the video online. Please, people, just leave your Lyft drivers alone. Let them take you to where you're going and just get out of their car. Yeah, what is the story? Why are people attacking rideshare, folks? All right, a couple of other nut stories before we get to some other stuff. Who sent me the mail? Was it Froggy? Did you send me the mail, Karen, at the Target in Canada? <laughs> yeah, the one ripping up the stickers on the floor. This is also, what is going on with people? We've talked about numerous fights at stores, people that 
are not wearing masks, getting yelled at, people that are, are yelling at people wearing masks. I mean, it's just insanity. Just stuff is going crazy. It's like we're in some kind of bonkers simulation parallel universe shit going on right now in Niagara Falls, Ontario. And he starts peeling up all of the social distancing six feet apart (laughs) stickers on the floor at this target. And it's like, what the hell is going on? People are losing their minds. That's hysterical. I I, want to do that sometimes. I don't. But I swear my Walmart near my house has the six foot stickers like eight feet apart. And it pisses me off. I stand off the stickers. Why People does it piss you looks. off, man? That's, you know. Well, it might not have been a Target. It might have been just some drugstore, but it was a decent-looking store. I'm looking for the name of the store. But I've got audio, and the guy is scraping up the social distancing stickers. You know, a lot of stores have the lines, or uh, a lot of stores have the the printed, the, they look really good, those circles, yeah. you know, the dots. Please socially distance. Listen to this guy. I'd scraper. I'd scrape in the morning. I'd... So he's singing, I got a scraper. I'm scraping in the morning. I mean, what is this idiot doing? Scraping evening all over this land. I'd scrape for justice. I'd scrape for freedom. I'd scrape for love between my brothers and my sisters all over this land. That he's singing as he's walking around the store, scraping up their stickers. I mean, I don't know what's going on. And if you want to see that one, it's like a seven or eight minute video. Just go to YouTube and type in scraping up social distancing stickers. People are going out of their effing minds. He was really having a hard time getting that sticker up. I would recommend some Goo Gone. If you're going to go to a store and try to rip up stickers, goo gone, you just drop it on there in a couple minutes, zip it right up. And the, All right, hold on. Yeah. This guy uploaded the video, or whoever took the video, uploaded it to a YouTube channel named Scrape for Truth. <laughs> Scrape. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I, I mean, what the F is going on with our world, guys? I mean, it's out of control. And then, Froggy, I actually saw this, and I printed this out as well. But, Froggy, you sent this to me earlier. The Florida guy who spat on a boy in a restaurant and then yelled, you now have coronavirus? Oh, my God. I would kill that man if, if, if he That's did that. That's a crime, right? This happened in the Tampa Bay area. An intoxicated Florida man allegedly spat on a child's face and then told the boy, you now have coronavirus. The disturbing encounter took place last Sunday at Ricky T's Restaurant in Treasure Island. According to Ricky T's, that place is cool. Yeah, it's just right up from Madeira Beach in Treasure Island. I know exactly where this place is. Jason Copenhaver, 47, first told the boy to take his mask off at Ricky T's and then asked if he could shake his hand, according to the cops. Copenhaver then grabbed the boy's arm and put his face next to the child, telling the boy he now had coronavirus. Victim stated that Copenhagen was in such close proximity that spit particles from Copenhaver's mouth landed on the boy's face. Oh, my God. The destruction I would bring upon that guy. Yeah, as a dad, the ass beating this guy would get instantly. Instantly. Just destroy him. Oh, my God. Copenhaver was charged with simple battery and disorderly conduct, and cops said that Copenhaver told them that he didn't know if he had coronavirus. He's never been tested. I mean, it sounds like an alcohol-related incident of sorts. Uh, Moving along, Fester, your wife's angry at you over the Jennifer Me issue, which uh, I would imagine that you haven't heard back from the hiccup girl. I guess you have not heard from Jennifer Me about coming on the podcast. Of course, she's serving a life term in prison. She was involved in that murder in St. Pete. Uh, but you're, so you haven't heard back, right? I have not heard back yet. I, uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I had to resend the letter cause I, I first, the first one I went, I sent yeah. to the wrong prison and, uh, I haven't heard back yet, but I am in a, a, a world of trouble at home. All right. Let me play just a quick bit. I found this on the hard drive. This was when we had Jennifer Me on the phone, this was like when the story first broke. 
and people were calling up, giving advice on how to cure the hiccups. This is a 26-minute segment. I'm just going to play like a minute here of the hiccup girl. You can hear her hiccuping in the background. And someone called up and said, yeah, you got to take her skydiving. That'll cure the hiccups. Do you remember this? <laughs> All right. oh, hold on a minute. Just a little sample. All right. All right. Jen, Jen, do me a favor. Put mom back on the phone. I want to run the skydiving thing by her. Yep, hold on. All right. I mean, we've had her on the phone now for, what, 20 minutes? Hello? I think she sounds like she's in good spirits to me I mean, really? for, I mean, for that. For the, absolutely. I mean, I would be miserable. Uh, Rachel. Yes. Uh, we had a call. She needs to go skydiving. <laughs> I bet that's something that she'd love to do. I mean, what if we, we set this up for... I told her the same thing. I said, if I was in your position, I would not be in as good a spirits as you are. All right, so just a little sample of the hiccup girl. You can even hear her hiccuping in the background. And then, uh, Fester, she was involved with uh, a boyfriend and a drug deal that went bad or something, and a man was murdered, and how Florida law operates, if you're involved, even if you don't pull the trigger, if you don't stab somebody, but if you're involved... In the crime, you can be charged with first-degree murder as well, or whatever the murder charge is, first, second degree, and that's what happened. And Jennifer Mee was convicted, the hiccup girl, and she's serving life in prison. So I had Fester send her a note, and it's like, hey, let's follow up all these years later. How you doing? Uh, you know, you're a lifer in, in prison. Let's get her on the podcast. So Fester wanted to try to set up an interview, sent a letter and this is where things go really south with your wife once she found out a little tiny detail. Well, a couple of things transpired for the perfect storm of me being totally screwed. One, I send a letter to Jennifer Me. Two, we get hooked on watching that show, Love okay. After Lockup. And then after a couple of episodes, my wife just turns to me and she goes, what guy in their right mind would ever write a woman in prison? And I looked at her like, I don't know. Uh, I, I just got finished sending Jennifer me a letter in prison. I mean, <laughs> and, and so my wife asks, oh, and what did you write? So I took a picture of the letter and I, I kind of read it to her. I was like, hey, I hope all's well. I know things are a lot different. We'd like to talk about, talk to you or, or communicate with you. So I wrote, please write me back. And then I put my home address. And as I'm reading my home address out to my wife off of the picture of the letter that I took that I sent to Jennifer me, she looks at me and she, with, I swear, exact words, are you crazy? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? She goes, you gave a convicted killer serving life in prison our home address? Are you, it's going to be an offensive word and I apologize, but verbatim, this is what my wife said. She goes, are you what the hell's wrong with you she's a killer in prison and she she knows where we live i mean if you could think of a curse word a name she called me that name maybe you should call her get tell her to come into the podcast right now look she she i mean it's been a couple of weeks she's 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 calmed down but she's not letting up she's like she, she well it's like I go out to get the mail, right? You know, usually, hey, what's in the mail? Oh, nothing stupid. You know, did she write you yet? <laughs> did the killer send a letter to our oh, house geez. yet? I don't think Jennifer Me is going to send some kind of hit squad after you at the house. Thank you. That's yeah. the same thing I said. Yeah. You know what my wife said to that? How the F do you know? Yeah, she could be, be so selling certain. your address to her <laughs> cellmates. She, she, She's... Allison had every wild conspiracy theory oh, about how my house is going to get rolled. Wait, why don't you float this? When, like, somebody she knows from, like, the prison yard is about to get released, hey, this is the address of a wealthy radio DJ from Tampa Bay. You could probably head up there and, and score some hot property. <laughs> That's what Allison is thinking. My wife thinks that Jennifer is going to use my address as collateral in prison to barter for some smokes or some sticky buns or whatever the hell they use as barter up there. And I was like, Allison, she doesn't know anybody. She's she's my she she could her celly might be getting out. It's it's a it's a big big I, pile of crap I caused. Tell Allison to calm down. I don't think there's going to be any retaliatory strike or any issue at your house, but. No word from Jennifer Me, the hiccup girl, yet. I'd love to have her on the podcast from a prison phone. The phone line beeping every 15 seconds or the recording 
This is a call from a prisoner from the blah, blah, blah correctional facility. Remember we had, who was the Girls Gone Wild guy? Uh, Joe Francis. Joe Francis. Remember when he was arrested and he was in a prison up in the panhandle and we had him on the phone on an interview where he was just lashing out at law enforcement up in the, the panhandle and the feds. And you remember like every like two minutes a recording came on. This is a monitored call from the so-and-so correctional facility. <laughs> he was like going off on a huge, just a tirade in the middle of it. That guy would come in and just cut him off completely. <laughs> He'd come back and be like, so that's what I'm talking about. Before we get out of here, I'm going to play a classic froggy call, Johnny Stankface. Let me give you some contact information. We'd love to hear from everyone. Also still looking for old MJ Morning Show interns. Any former listener also... If you love the MJ Morning Show and you'd like to share some memories, if you have any comments, if you have any questions, we'd love to get email and share it. Send any email to mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's mj at mjmorningshow.com. Of course, the website is mjmorningshow.com. This is now 36 uh, as far as the episode count, 35 previous episodes. Catch up on all of them. And if you could, folks, Spread the word. Tell everyone you know that the MJ Morning Show is back as a podcast with brand new weekly episodes. MJ, Froggy, Fester. We had Julian on. Michelle's downstairs working, so Michelle was not on this podcast. And surprises and interns. No jub-jub today. Maybe we'll get the skunk ape man, David Shealy, on for next week. Oh, leave us a voicemail or send us a text. The MJ Morning Show hotline is 813-467-6290. That's 813-467-6290. Leave a voicemail for us, comments, questions. Might even use it on the podcast. And you can send us a text message as well. Again, on Twitter, I'm at Todd Schnitt. On Instagram, I'm at Certified Todd Schnitt. And I get a thumbs up from Froggy, who likes to watch my uh, culinary expertise in the kitchen, and Chef Schnitt. And all the other crap I stick up on Instagram and Twitter. Big fan. I like the big chef coat you wear when you cook. For our 26th anniversary, Michelle (laughs) bought me a chef's jacket. So I wear that in the kitchen when I shoot some nutty, spontaneous videos. Johnny Stankface. Froggy, do you remember this bit? I just remember that Johnny Stankface was a shock jock that was actually a really nice guy, but his boss forced him to be mean on the air. That's all I remember. But exactly what this is, I don't know. So the story was with Johnny Stankface is you talked in a very low kind of effeminate voice. And then when you went on the air live, then you became Johnny Stankface. Yes, this is Johnny Stankface. Thanks for taking the interview. And then I became, yeah, what's up? You'd book real interviews and then freak (laughs) these people the freak out. This came up while I was going through the hard drive a couple of days ago. And Michelle and I, hey, Michelle, Michelle just popped up. Hold on. Michelle, come on over to microphone number two. Finally. Yeah, Ma- Michelle's folding laundry. Do you, do you have a second to come on the podcast by any chance? Sure, why not? Oh, you seem thrilled. Well, I'm doing yeah, laundry. Right. Don't don't twist my arm. I mean, come on. What have you been doing down there the entire party? We've been recording for like an hour. Oh, I've been doing a lot of research. Like, like what? Oh, like I found out that uh, the passports are taking an extremely long time, that I don't know when our daughter is going to have a valid identification because neither kid oh, can get no. a driving permit. Yeah, it's all complicated. Oh, sh- oh well, I know. Oh, oh my- sh- how is she going to get home for Thanksgiving? I don't know yet. Oh, my God. All right, we got, we got a problem. Sounds we like have- a personal issue. <laughs> we do have a problem. We've like- got, we got a, oh, what about expedited? You can't even pay for expedited? They discontinued that service back in March. Son of a bitch, really? Really? All right, guys, I have my own travel issues. <laughs> well, what are your travel issues? Uh, the, everything's canceled for the next year, so <laughs> that's an issue. Oh, I thought he, I thought he was going to say he can't go fishing this weekend. Oh, no, I can always fish, always. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Anyway, last night when I was going through the hard drive and the Johnny Stangface bit came up, were we not both laughing hysterically? Oh, my gosh. I was, like, going to roll off the bed. I was laughing so hard. All right, guys, to close this week's podcast, a classic from Froggy where he actually books real interviews, but it's a totally fake premise and fake radio show. I laughed hysterically. Michelle laughed hysterically. Here's Johnny Stankface, and we'll see you next time. Hello? Hi, is this a, um... Yes, this is. Hi, it's Johnny. We, we, uh, I, I contacted you over email about being on the show. Right, right. Yeah, is it cool if we do that now? 
it's going to be recorded. I'm not I'm not on the air live or nothing like that. I just want to make sure it, it's oh. cool that you have time for me. Yes, that's fine. I have some time. Okay, great, great, great. So here's the thing, and I just want to let you know beforehand, before we get started, I can't wait to talk about your book. It's called <laughs> Lesbians, right? And uh, it's about raising kids as, as a lesbian? Yes. So you're a lesbian? Yes. Obviously, I know. Okay, great. Um, okay, I think I got all the facts. Now, here's the thing. Um, this is my normal talking voice, you know? Now, when we start recording and doing the interview, I'm sort of going to turn into this um, totally different character. He's a shock jock. It's just a thing that my program director makes me do because he tends to think that being a shock jock brings ratings. So I sort of – I become a little more edgy. I'm sort of a different person. Now, would you have a problem with this? It's not going to be anything terribly different. Okay, you're still discussing the book because it's not just about parenting as lesbians. It's also about just parenting in general. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we're going to okay. get into all that. So we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to get started here. Now, when you hear the show open, that's when I'm going to turn into Johnny Stankface. Okay, that's the name of my character. Who? Johnny oh. Stank. Johnny Stankface. It's just sort of like an edgy name, you know. Sort of okay. sticks out, makes you want to listen. Johnny Stankface, yeah, who's really? that? Is this a serious thing? Okay. No, yes. Very, 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 very serious, I assure you. Okay, are we ready to get started? And then you're going to become this stank face, whatever, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. So, for now on, it's going to be the Johnny Stankface show, okay? And if you if you want to stop the tape and say, hey, you know, you know, let's talk about this or that, that you're more than welcome to, okay? All right. All right, here we go. Can we start it up? Johnny Stankface episode number four? All right. Three, two, one. Hit the intro. This is the Johnny Stankface Show. All right, yes, another edition of the Johnny Stankface Show. like to welcome everybody to the Johnny Stankface Show. That's right, the most shocking show on the radio. You will never forget what you hear on this show for the rest of your life. That is guaranteed. Johnny Stankface. On the line, we got an interview, and her name is... And she has a book about being a hot-ass lesbian, right? Um, I don't know about being hot ass, but I have a parenting book. Wait a minute. Yes. It says here that you're a lesbian. Yes, and a parent. And God, that is freaking hot. Oh, so tell us, like, uh, we need to know, when's the last time you made um, out with a chick? Excuse me? Let's hit that drop right there. The Johnny, Johnny Stank Stank face. face Hot Lipstick Lesbo of the Day. You know what that means? You just won the Hot Lipstick Lesbo of the Day Award. Yeah. Can I please stop this interview? Because at the moment, this is not going in any direction. I'm not even talking about being politically correct. I'm talking about being offensive. Come on. Why are you being so lame? Why are you being such a stiff? A stiff? I'm a yeah. Parent, I was Wait, what'd you say? Parenting. What'd you say? A what? I'm a parent. No, before that. Oh, I'm not a stiff. Do it! The, the Johnny, Johnny Stank Stank Face, Stank 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 sexiest word of the day. Oh, yeah. Can you say it one more time? This is the Johnny Stank Face Show. The MJ Morning Show. I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs> 